You are listening to the Sound the War Cry podcast, episode 38. The time to prepare is now. Will you be ready to take care of yourself and your family should disaster strike? Are you spiritually prepared to lead your family and handle life's problems? This is a preparedness podcast with the intent and focus to help you go through the last days with confidence and courage as we watch society crumble and collapse. Each week, you will be given more knowledge to act upon. With faith and motivation, you can accomplish the impossible and look forward with confidence, hope, and joy as we usher in the return of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are His watchmen, and we are sounding the war cry. Hey guys, today I'm sharing a podcast episode with you that I recorded for my other podcast, Healthy Families Rule, but I thought it very pertinent for this podcast, Sound the War Cry. It's really all about your health and choosing to live these eight laws of health. We need healthy people in the last days. We need people who are not dependent on all these medications, who are sluggish and no energy, tired all the time, depressed mental health down. We need strong-minded people with healthy bodies that can lead the way and help their families and help other people's families who aren't there yet. So I'm going to encourage you to listen to this episode with a preparedness mindset and see what you can do to start truly living into these eight laws of health because it's only going to bless yourself and your community once disaster strikes to have you in your best shape ever, both mentally and physically. So enjoy this week's podcast episode on how to follow the eight laws of health. But I wanted to talk to you guys about, you know, keeping your body healthy. I, when, I, when I go give lectures to the community and master classes, and I do online webinars and workshops, I always talk about the eight laws of health. Because the eight laws of health, if you follow them, You will be able to overcome any health condition ever that you're facing, whether it's obesity, whether it's diabetes, whether it's an addiction to something, whether you've got Alzheimer's, dementia, if you're not too far gone, um, whether you have depression, anxiety, overwhelm, or stress, you follow these eight laws of health and your body will internally be able to heal itself by itself because these are going to be the right conditions for your body. So I'm going to give those eight laws of health to you right now. This is very pertinent to the time in which we live so that we can keep our body as healthy as possible no matter what other virus, what other things are out there that are coming along. Your body will be able to withstand, build immunity, and be able to kick and fight off whatever's going on. And if not, then we dedicate our lives to God and we leave this world. And that's how it goes. But I'm teaching you the eight laws of health today. So here's law number one, breathing pure air. We have one trillion uh, cells in our brain, and we need that pure, fresh air. It is essential for proper function of the prefrontal cortex. Many people, um, we all have a gland called the pineal gland deep within our skull there, and It's being calcified. People are not able to access that pineal gland and all the magical, amazing things that it can do. Because as we age and and the environment and the foods we're eating, 
the negativity, the emotions, it all calcifies that pineal gland. We want to clean the prefrontal cortex. We want the prefrontal cortex to be clear and we want to heal and decalcify the pineal gland so that we are able to seek and hear better revelation and inspiration for our own lives and the intuition will be so loud and clear we'll know exactly what to do when times get rough and we'll be able to really use that brain of ours that is so powerful um, to help us to survive and get through whatever. So the prefrontal cortex, um, it gets compromised when we don't take care of it. And that's why many people, their prefrontal cortex is hijacked because of lack of sleep and for sure lack of oxygen here. Think about when a child goes to school and they have a hard time learning. They don't have a lot of oxygen that's going through the cell in their body. And those cells in our body, they go through a 20-step pathway, which gives two units of energy, and then an eight-step pathway, the powerhouse, which gives 36 units of energy. And the difference between those two pathways is oxygen. The 20-step pathway is lacking oxygen, whereas the 36 um, units of energy through the eight-step pathway, it has oxygen. So how do we get more oxygen to our cells? And if we have a trillion of these cells in our brain, what do we do? I bring up children in school because when children have ample time to have recess and breaks and run around and get tired and their hearts beating fast, what are they doing? They're breathing really heavy and getting more oxygen into their blood. That means they'll be able to focus and learn even better. You need to do the same by getting ample amounts of oxygen into your body, into your blood as well. And that is through um, the next law of health. So if, you, if you're really good at your breathing and you're taking deep breaths every day and and you'll know because you'll start to have headaches come on and you just won't feel good. You'll feel sluggish and tired. You're not getting enough oxygen. You could find a hyperbaric chamber, which would give you oxygen. You could take some nitric oxide too, which helps oxygenate the cells in the body. I take something called Cardio Miracle, which I love. It's a little drink here that helps get all the vitamins in and the nitric oxide, get more um, oxygen to the cells. So you could do that, but also following set the second law of health, and that is exercise. Our prefrontal cortex needs exercise because ex exercise oxygenates those one trillion brain cells. If you want a sharp brain, exercise every single day, okay? There is a book called Depression A Way Out by Dr. Neil Nedley. He has 80% of his patients that come to him are suffering with depression. They are on an antidepressant. So he started implementing lifestyle changes, and he said, if I could even equal the effect of medication on depression with this lifestyle change, then I'd be happy. And the next thing he said after he'd done the experiment is he said it far exceeded the management of depression compared to medication far exceeded with lifestyle change. Can you believe that? He just got his patients to change their lifestyle and the results were phenomenal to the brain. Um, he also took his patients that were severely depressed, schizophrenic, and bipolar, and he puts them on seven hours of exercise per day. That's cheap medicine, but quite extreme. But they're not doing hardcore exercise. He has them walking around the town. They stop for lunch and stop and see different things, but they're walking. Well, what is he doing? He's bringing powerful amounts of oxygen to those brain cells. 
And those brain cells, they, the oxygen goes through that eight-step pathway will give them 36 units of energy. That's one amazing way to balance out the brain is to make sure you're exercising every single day. Perfect for people with depression, perfect for people with Alzheimer's dementia. Let's get the brain oxygenated through good old-fashioned exercise. Okay, the next law of health is temperance. What is temperance? Well, the dictionary defines temperance as not taking anything into the body that would harm it and taking good things in in moderation because good things can also turn to poison in the body if overdone. You don't want to overburden that stomach or overload it. But there are some things that must not enter the human body if you want optimum performance, and this is the law of temperance. If you want to conquer depression, if you want to conquer and prevent depression or schizophrenia or any kind of mental um, illness like Alzheimer's or dementia, we can fix a lot just by what I'm, what I'm about to tell you here. Skip the sugar. Get sugar completely out of your diet. The pure crystallized acid extracted from the sugar cane, that's refined sugar. Did you know the brain cells consume 15 times the glucose of any other cell? And when sugar goes in, blood sugar levels rise dramatically. And so the brain function is overloaded. It's like trying to control a fast car on a little back tiny road, maybe in a European town, zigzagging around buildings. If you were going 100 miles per hour, can you imagine the damage you would do? Well, that's what happens to the brain. It gets overloaded. It's like trying to control a fast car on a tiny road. Um, very quickly, insulin's released to get that blood glucose level down, and now it's too low. And how's our intellect, judgment, and reason when that blood sugar level's going too low? What's the old saying? The lights are on, but no one's home. No wonder there's a book out there called Sugar Blues, because sugar does cause the blues. So if we want to have a sharp brain, and we want to follow the eight laws of health, this must go. Sugar. What else must go? The hybridized wheat. And that is just your white flour, okay? Your white, your wheat flour. So hybridized, wheat was hybridized in the 50s. It went worldwide in the 70s. And by the 90s, every product was hybridized. Only now, they're realizing the problems it's creating. It contains a starch that gets the blood sugar up higher than sugar even, and how many products contain those two, those two ingredients together, the sugar and the flour? We got all our cakes, cookies, muffins, biscuits, pies, all the pastries, all the amazing, wonderful things. We've got to watch it, folks. So that's why um, we definitely want to be careful here. And the next thing we want to cut out um, to abide by the law of temperance, besides the hybridized wheat and the sugar, is the dairy. Many people have a sensitivity to dairy and they don't know it. And that dairy can really mess with somebody's gut if they have um, leaky gut or just some messed up gut flora. You, you have glutamorphine that could get into the gut, get into the blood brain barrier, cause some problems there, and that's not gonna be great. Same with gluten, okay? It's called glutamorphine, it gets in, it goes to the opiate receptor sites in the brain, causes all kinds of an imbalance there. So those cause those three things will cause a fuel imbalance in the body. Your dairy 
your gluten, which is your wheat, your hybridized wheat, and your sugar. Now, are there healthier wheats? Absolutely. There's kamut, there's spelt, there's einkorn, and you can just kind of play around with some gluten-free flours as well, almond flour, coconut flour. The next thing that must go if you want to balance your body and have a healthy body is caffeine, because caffeine interferes with neurotransmitters, adenosine, the acetylcholine, and the dopamine. And our body can't make the proper amounts that it needs when you're putting caffeine into your body all the time. So caffeine causes a chemical imbalance. And what's the definition of depression? A chemical imbalance in the brain. And let's define what caffeine is. It's coffee, it's tea, it's Red Bulls. Chocolate can even have some caffeine in it. And, uh, you know, if we were doing a lecture right now, I'd have my whiteboard and I'd be drawing the nerve cell in the brain and the receiving stations, the energy cycle. I'd be talking about the chemical messengers. We would talk about the neurotransmitters. We would talk about all the things. Chemical messengers can travel at 125 miles per hour. And one nerve cell has the ability to communicate with 20,000 other nerve cells. And when you put caffeine in your body, it really messes with all of that. So that's why I recommend you just don't put caffeine in your body. Just let your body's natural energy make itself as you get healthy. You won't even feel like you need it. The next thing that must go is MSG. That's monosodium glutamate. glutamate. It causes nerve cells to overfire so food tastes great. So food could be rotten, and it'll taste great. Isn't that scary? MSG is disguised now as natural flavor enhancer. That's on your ingredient list. Uh, hydrolyzed vegetable protein, hydrogenated um, vegetable protein. It might be any of that. The highest concentrations can be found where the spinal cord meets the brain. So people might get a pain in that area if uh, they have had some MSG in food. The next thing you got to be aware of is mold. If you live in a moldy house or you're breathing mold in, uh, you are not going to get the oxygen your brain needs for proper function. So you've got to get out of the moldy house. Two men came to a clinic to get some help. They had some depression. After some investigating, they found out that it wasn't their diet. It wasn't their lifestyle. It was the air they were breathing. They were living in a moldy apartment. So they were very thrilled to hear about this and to conquer their own depression just by getting out of that moldy apartment or cleaning the mold out and being able to breathe fresh air again. EMFs, excess EMF exposure, That's this is the silent killer. This is your microwaves, your cell phones, um, your AirPods that are in your ears, um, the 5G. This is e EMFs are electromagnetic frequency waves. They come off of any electronic devices gaming stations, televisions, and this is why we are just overexposed. We have this in excess now um, in our country, so we got to be very careful because it is the silent killer, and it can cause all kinds of problems. Keep your phone on airplane mode at night. Don't sleep next to it if you don't have to. Don't use the microwave or, or limit your use of it, um, and your exposure to EMF will be much better for sure. Okay, and there's... Uh, there's more here. The next law of health that we want to follow, this is law number four. We had temperance. We had breathing pure air. We have, um, what did I talk about? Fresh air, exercise. 
Okay, we have, um, and then temperance, which was cutting out all of those things that I just mentioned. And the next one, the next law of health is, is sleep. Ten nights of six hours of sleep a night doubles the risk of mental illness. Did you know that? You need eight hours of sleep. Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher, they both boasted on only five hours of sleep a night. And guess how they spent their later years? Severe Alzheimer's dementia. Dementia. God never meant for the human brain to deteriorate, but to get smarter and wiser with age. And so here's the formula. You can go to bed at 8 o'clock p.m. and wake up at 4 a.m. That will give you your eight hours. You could choose 9 to 5 or 10 to 6, but you cannot stay awake later than 10 p.m. or you are going to miss out on some amazing hormones that get balanced in the night before midnight between the hours of 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. So please make sure you're in, in, in bed by that time. That, that pineal gland, it needs to release those four hormones every night, and you will calcify it, and you, those hormones won't come if you are not in bed before 10. We want to make sure you're in bed. So if you're struggling right now, ah, don't freak out. We're going to figure this out, okay? And we're going to get you what you need in order to um, decalcify that pineal gland and get your sleep and have those hormones regulated and balanced. Now, of course, back to the law of temperance, you do need to understand not to put alcohol in your body either because it's a toxin and a poison and has the ability to kill brain cells. So there's actually no safe dose of alcohol. In fact, there was a prohibition in 1920 to 1933 of alcohol. They banned it and mental health center occupancy dropped to 8% because the alcohol stopped. The gels were basically empty, domestic violence completely wiped out, but they brought it back. They brought back alcohol and they told the American people, we're bringing it back and you won't have to pay taxes. And we do pay a lot of taxes. So that was kind of a lie, but we see all kinds of problems now because of the use of alcohol. So just keep that out of your body for good forever. You'll never need it. Once it's out, you won't miss it and you'll be healthier for it. The next one's tobacco. Tobacco inhibits oxygen flow to the brain, so you're only working the 20-step pathway and getting those that two units of energy versus the 36 when you're smoking. And did you know there are over 4,000 chemicals in one cigarette? And of course, drugs, whether illegal or legal, drugs never cure disease. They just change the form and location in the body. Antidepressants can cause depression, according to the medical journals. They might work initially, but they can be addictive. And if you don't find the cause, you'll never find the cure. So you must be a detective uh, for your own health. Health. Okay, so that was back to the law of temperance, finishing up. But remember, sleep, that is a law of health. We must get our sleep. What is another law of health besides sleep? Sunshine. The ultraviolet rays from the sun go through through neurochemical pathways and hit the pineal gland, which stimulates serotonin. That's your feel-good hormone. So if you feel sad, just go and sit in the sun. The next law of health is proper diet. In Genesis chapter 129, we're told to eat grains, nuts, seeds, legumes, vegetables, and fruits. A diet like this supplies everything your brain needs to function properly. You need protein, fat, and fiber. The membrane around the brain cell is 70% fat. 
Your brain needs fat. So if you have depression or any mental health, try eating a higher fat diet. I know they've told you not to eat fat, but you actually need the healthy fats, such as coconut oil, coconut manna, avocado oil, walnut oil, olive oil, grass-fed butter and ghee, all amazing options to get more fat into your diet to help your brain feel more balanced and healthy. The keto diet is curing epilepsy, so definitely eat more coconut oil. Glucose burns at 4 calories per gram, fat burns at 9 calories per gram, and the brain actually loves fat. That People aren't eating fat because of the, the, the calories per gram, but the brain loves fat, and we need to have more of the good healthy fats. Number seven, law of health. The use of water. Our body is a hydroelectric system. No hydro, no electricity. If someone is dehydrated, they can develop negative thought patterns. Did you know that? So it's vital to be well hydrated. You need eight eight-ounce glasses of water every single day or half your body weight in ounces of water. And my last and final law of health is to trust in God. He gave us our bodies, and he designed it to heal if given the right conditions. In fact, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, he says, I've not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. That's why we need our intellect, judgment, and reason. We need our brain to be functioning at its best. And if you follow these laws of health, it will function at its best. And fear is an emotion. When we entertain negative emotions, science is now showing us that thorns can grow amongst the dendrites in our brain. And they are damaging to tissues and can cause psychosomatic diseases. So be very, very careful with the emotions. If you are feeling a lot of negativity or fear, come get coached. You need a life coach. You need someone to talk things out with. We need to help you feel more um, positive energy throughout your body so you can stay healthy. When someone is challenged with depression or any kind of mental health or struggle, the battle is really fierce. And the keys to unlock the door is to set that captive free. You need to learn how to forgive others. Forgiveness is the key. Okay. And I know it's hard to do, but just say the words and the feelings will come later. And also learn to love the moment. When you love the moment, past pain fades and future worries don't seem so bad. Have more gratitude. Give more thanks. Happiness is a choice, and forgiveness is also a choice. So just do it. Don't wait till you feel like it. Just forgive. If there's someone out there in your life you're struggling with, then just forgive. Okay, I think we've covered the eight laws of health. So what if we just um, recap here real fast? Going over these eight laws of health. Number one is breathing pure air. So this is why I don't recommend you wear masks. They cut off that air supply in your brain and your body needs that pure, fresh air you need to be able to breathe. Number two, exercise. Number three, the law of temperance, not putting anything into your body that could harm or damage your body. Like all of those things I mentioned today, drugs and alcohol, caffeine, sugar, wheat, dairy, If you keep those things out of your body, you're going to feel so much better. And then, of course, 
Law number four is sleep, getting proper amounts of sleep. So making sure you're in bed before 10 p.m. Okay, the fifth law of health is, go back to it, sunshine. Making sure you're getting ample amounts of sunshine sitting in the sun. Number six is proper diet, eating protein, fat, and fiber, getting plenty of that in your diet. Number seven is drinking lots of water. Our bodies are hydroelectric systems. We need water. Number eight is to trust in your body. Trust in God who created your body. And everything is definitely going to work out no matter what. So that is the podcast episode this week, my friends. Um, As we head into summertime head into all of the rest of this year if you follow these eight laws of health you will watch your body transform and your mind transform for the better you're just going to feel so good if we want to really tap into the healing powers that can be ours for our own bodies this is what we must do we must first and foremost know these laws of health believe in them and practice them daily So I hope that these tips were helpful for you, were practical for you, and that you can see exactly the path you need to start taking. If you're addicted to something or you're you're eating or you're maybe you're maybe you're addicted to food, maybe you're addicted to sugar. If there's something in your life that you're addicted to, including scrolling social media or playing video games, all of this is damaging to the body and the mind, especially in excess. So let's take the steps we need to to cut those things out just so we can be stronger and better for each other as we head into the last days and we don't know what's going to come we don't know what's going to happen so we want to be the best prepared that we can physically and mentally for the challenges that lie ahead i'm going to leave you guys with that today thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode share it with a friend or a family member who might be suffering from depression or anxiety or any hard times you know, that's going on in their brain that they can't seem to sort out. I'd like you to share this with them, help them to live the eight laws of health too. Let's get everybody feeling their best so we can come together and help our communities out when disaster strikes, of course. All right, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, could you please share it with a friend and help them so that they can too prepare for the last days and get their food storage and get their house in order. And if you don't mind, please leave us a review in iTunes. If you like this podcast, we'd be honored to have your five-star review. And if you know anyone who would be a great fit, for a podcast interview for the Sound the War Cry podcast, somebody who knows maybe something about the last days and how to prepare, I would love to have a chat with them. Thank you so much. <laughs>